I'm not sure exactly why I'm the one doing the interviews now. Usually I'm the one making smart-ass remarks from the back of the room doing this part of the mission. But here I am, telling people I've never met about my personal history before I even know what I'm doing. And if that's what it takes, well, I've been in uncomfortable positions before. And I can stand pretending to be a detective. Because, you know, I owe Ellis. I don't know him, but he saved my life. And I owe him for that. Only, sounds like there's more than just saving him from weird unnatural shit. They said he's looking for an end, and, well, I know what that's like. I was there at one point. I remember how my gun looked pretty friendly there for a while. Fuck. I haven't thought about that for years. Put that shit behind me. <sighs> this fucking place is getting to me. It's all backwards. We're here in a hotel resort in the middle of hell. Everything's fucking sideways. Glasses is doing everything she can to not be in charge of this. Sherlock's got brain fucked by another book already, and Cappy... Well, I don't know if he's even slept since the island. I know that look. I see it when I look in the mirror. Oh, at least it's not what I used to see when I looked. And what Ellis probably still sees. It's not too late, that is. God damn it. Just fuck all of this shit. Fuck everything about this. Let's just get this done and get the hell out of this fucking place. <laughs> we are so fucked. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh, don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be their next me. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents... They were enjoying a nice evening in the commissary slash mess hall on Camp Fucked. They had met with some of the residents of the camp and learned a little bit more about Ellis. And our good friend, Dr. Dior, warned of some creatures in the mountains. Maybe a Bigfoot. Definitely a big spider. After the rain had stopped and everyone made their muddy trek back to their bunks, the night went by for them peacefully. It was strange for those that had been in country before, both Rooster and Rory, because there was no shelling, and the beds were comfortable, and the din of the air conditioner helped create some white noise to allow everyone to get some pretty good sleep. Rory, you're looking in the mirror right before you're about to head to bed. You have some physicals to do in the morning, and you're a bit hesitant about going to sleep this evening. I'm just kind of looking at myself in the mirror. I look down at my bottle of pills, look up at myself in the mirror again, and decide that trying to get some sleep would be better than nothing, and I will take the sleeping pills. You take Valerian, and when your head hits the pillow, you feel a bit of a fog all around you. Go ahead and make that fun roll that you have to do every time when you try to sleep. 
22. That's a critical success. Excellent. You fall asleep. And then like Shakespeare asking for a chance to dream, you do not dream, but it is a deep, good sleep. In the morning, everyone is awoken by the sounds of alarm clocks going off in everyone's room. Rory, you wake up feeling more refreshed than you've had in a very long time. Maybe these pills are really working. I'll get up and with a little more energy than I'm than I've gotten used to for the past few months. I will get dressed, grab a spare white coat that I brought with me just in case, and head over to the medical building. And we all know that the white coat means that you're important. In the medical hall, you see that there is a small line forming. There's about five or six folks that are waiting for their physicals. They nod and smile, and you see Doug there as well. And he's like, hey, Doc, you get to uh, give me a two-finger salute today, and uh, if things come back, then I can start my paperwork and I can start going home. I uh, don't know if that'll be necessary, but I'll certainly get sent off in as many guys as I can. Uh, they're requiring. He picks up a piece of paperwork. They're requiring it. Of course they are. That's okay. It's not going to be weird, right? Oh, no. Okay. So when you head inside, you see that the medical crew that's there are currently prepping everything, and they're like, hey, how you doing? Glad you made it in. I thought you were going to run away. Oh, that's tomorrow. I say half-jokingly. I wouldn't want to stay here either. Uh, and I'll finish getting ready, look over the forms that I'll have to fill out for everyone. Rory, you find a large stack of paperwork that needs to be completed and signed off by a attending physician. The medical staff booker says, hey, let's get uh, these guys in here. Get this going. You, is there anything you need? Uh, coffee if you've got some, but otherwise, let's get going. Sounds good. They bring you some uh, black rifle coffee, and it is quite tasty. You start to go about your appointments and physicals. Brewster. Mm. Yeah, the alarm's going off and you're looking at it. You've been up for about 10 minutes before the alarm went off. Comfy bed. That's the problem. There's something wrong about a comfortable bed and this place that just puts me ill at ease and ill-tempered. But I'll get up and get dressed and shamble towards the commissary in search of caffeine. Remember, you're awakened by your alarm, as is Rowan. What plans do you have this morning? I mean, my first plan for the morning is to get breakfast and coffee before deciding on anything. I know that there's not much that we can do before Rory's done. Really, all that we need to do is get those flesh lumps x-rayed, if I remember the conversation correctly from the night before, and wait for Rory to be done with his physicals so we can head off. While Rowan doesn't particularly want to leave the base, she's feeling restless because she's getting the sense that we have gotten everything that we can get from here, and she wants to get this over with as much as everyone else and get out of here. But first, food and coffee. Lots of coffee. Rooster agrees, but in the opposite order. In fact, he's already there with a full cup in hand and an empty cup next to him by the time you get down. The commissary is a nice place. It's uh, 
You, we were there last night. Breakfast is pretty solid. The coffee's not half bad. Yeah, that's another problem. And as Rowan walks in, I just look at her, kind of growl under my breath. What did I do? It's not at you. It's letting you know. Because the coffee's good. I'm going to go get coffee. I'll be back. Try to finish that one before I get back. He puts an em- the empty cup down on the table. Excellent. Yeah, I would get another one, but it's too good. Just like the bed is soft and it's quiet. Just everything's fucking wrong about this place. I mean, did you want it to be as miserable as you were the last time you were here? I mean, I wasn't getting shelled or anything when I was here. I was mostly, well, except for all the guns and heavy equipment, you could consider it a lot of hiking. But it's just uh, this place and then, you know, the hotel in the middle of it. It just, it's all wrong. Well, it's uh, likely about to get worse. If that helps, we're about to go off into the wild brown yonder. I think at this point, River will will walk into the mess hall holding his Geiger counter because he's been doing another check. And he walks up and said, Morning, is the coffee any good? Coffee's apparently delicious. I haven't gotten any yet. I'm going to go grab some before I start losing my shit. Look at the Geiger counter. So are we on our way off to the wild green yonder? What does it look like this morning? It's steady for what the what this area is. Oh, I don't think you have to invest in lead underpants yet, if that's what you mean. No, I, I packed those already. I got them in my bag. Right, coffee. And I'm going to come back to the table holding two cups, slide another one in front of Rooster, and sit there holding mine. Pick it up, sip, kind of little grin, and then immediately looking at it, scowl. Take another sip. I mean, you you knew, didn't you? Fob coffee is supposed to be hot, strong, and caffeinated enough to strip engine parts. Yeah, but that's for the real military. <sighs> this is Rent-A-Soldier. Yeah, I know. Which is arguably better. Pays better anyway. Yeah, I just... Let's get this over with. What are we doing? Uh, Rory is currently at the medical tent. I assume currently. She says, glancing at her wristwatch. I I would bet anything that his alarm went off before ours. We can't really leave until he's done. It's a sign of goodwill that he's helping them out. But we have our translator. We have the direction to go in. I guess the only thing that we really want to do before we take off is get x-rays of those fleshy lumps that y'all brought with you to Afghanistan. Mm. See, if we had proper coffee, we could just pour some of that over it and you wouldn't have to x-ray it. We'd probably strip the symbols off of the bones, too. Yeah, you get to open the butt packages. No, no, I don't. Yes, because we have x-rays. Okay, good. Let's, yeah, go do that shit. I'm gonna, well, I failed high school radiology, whatever it's called, 
anyway, so you go ahead and have fun with that. Well, you might want to make sure we have everything we need for a trek into darkest Afghanistan. We do. I took care of that last night. Well, then, why not come along? Maybe maybe you'll see something that the rest of us miss. Oh, You've done it more wait, than once. I forgot. Damn it. I mean, if you really want to make sure there's a, a tin coffee pot so that the coffee tastes as horrible as you expect, now's the time. Okay, fine. Let's do this shit. Excellent. And Rowan drains the last of her coffee and grabs a piece of fruit and some toast on the way out. River, do you have the... Do you have the item in your room? I'm getting tired of saying it out loud. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Cool. All right. Tally-ho. You gather the things that you need and you head over to the medical building. You see that there is a line of about a dozen people standing there, all with yellow folders in their hands. Some of them are checking their cell phones. Somebody bitches about the cell phone not working. And you walk in. You see one of the medics named Booker looks up and uh, sees you and gives you a wave. And he's like, hey, um, if you guys need physicals, you're going to have to wait in line. Uh, no, we're not here for, for physicals. Uh, most of us get them back home. Uh, no, we actually had a favor that we wanted to ask if you have a moment to spare. Uh, he, he looks at all the paperwork. Ooh, moment to spare. I'm not entirely sure I understand those words in that order. I know they make sense. It's more interesting than paperwork. Yeah, but they'll be angry. What do we got to do? I was hoping that we could make use of your x-ray machine. Uh, is everybody okay? We're good. We just have something that we want to check that might be useful in what we're working on. Okay. Um, hang on a second. Hey, Jake! You see a shorter fellow, blonde buzz cut, has a small gap in his front teeth, um, and it's his green on his uh, fatigues. Looks over at the three of you. What can I do for you? Uh, Mr. Greed, hi, hello. I'm Agent Redacted, and we're looking to get some rather unusual things x-rayed, if you have a moment. Yeah, sure. The theater's over here. Come come on by. The imaging is over here. Excellent. Thank you. What kind of things do we need x-rayed? Vacuum-sealed flesh lumps. Excuse me? Let's uh let's step away from your your line of people before we have this conversation. I say giving Rooster the death glare from hell. What? You think I was being serious? Come on. Oh, all right. When you get into the room, holy shit, you are serious. Yes, unfortunately, uh quite serious. Oh. What are these things? Any pokes one? Vacuum sealed flesh lumps. Crot this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. They feel weird as shit, don't they? Yeah. Just try not to imagine what they would be like if they could move. Oh, God, that's crazy. So, yeah. Is it wrong that I want to throw one of these in the barbecue? Yes. 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 But also, I understand. <laughs> I don't. Can we x-ray these so that we uh, don't have to open it? Are we going to be able to lay them out flat enough for the x-ray to demolish? He puts them up onto the the x-ray bed and like lays them out and begins to try to flatten them. Some of them do not flatten well. I guess we're going to have to do uh, we're going to have to do a couple different shots here cuz I can't get everything to line up just right. Okay. 
If you need anything from us, let me know. I'm glad to help. I don't know much about uh, yeah. this. I need you to stand behind that wall over there. Got it. Do we get the, the special heavy apron stuff? No, that's only to protect you if you're underneath it. We don't get that kind of protection. They don't care if our balls shrink. I thought that was what the wall was for. That's why we're supposed to stand behind the wall. Have you never been to the dentist, Rooster? I have been to the dentist. That's why I thought I was supposed to get one of those. You know what? <sighs> Only when you're the thing being x-rayed. We're not x-raying you. Yet. Yet. There it is. He goes through the process and starts the x-rays and takes quite a few pictures. Various angles. Goes out there, flips them upside down, takes a few more, comes back. Ray for digital imaging. We don't have to deal with the, all of those big cartridges. I mean, they still have cartridges, but they're not, not as bad as they used to be. That's good. Must be a lot easier in some ways out here. Does the weirdness with electronics apply to that too? Surprisingly, no. Interesting. Shit. I just jinxed myself, didn't I? You probably did. Damn it. This, this thing's going to break soon. I swear. Does this building have extra shielding or something? You know, I don't know. So Green finishes with some of the the x-rays and pulls them up on a couple fairly large monitors. Oh, there's... All right, so there are bones here. And he's got a little bit of a stylus and he's, you know, circling some areas and, you know, making some notes as to, like, which way was up that are going to save onto the files. From where you're standing, you could see on these bones there is something on the bones themselves under the flesh. The bones themselves are shaped like letters. Some of the bones are clearly Arabic letters and Hebrew letters. There are some Roman letters, all different types of characters. Um, there's a few that are a, you know, are kanji. You can't tell if they're Chinese, Japanese, or Korean, or something else, because I don't believe any of you have those appropriate languages. The two of them that are in the Greek alphabet and Hebrew alphabet, you are able to make out some of the lettering that's similar to what you've seen on the bones of the deteriorated tibia and fibula on the uh, of the scientist who had some uh, bone deterioration. Same thing with the deer. Are we able to get a clear enough view of it to be able to copy down what's on the bones? An occasional character here and there Sadly, it is going to require more work than just the imaging itself. Heck, I was afraid you were going to say that. Green is transfixed. Where did you get these things? Idaho. Who's a hoe? Uh, not recently, but... Well, well, I mean, value judgment, but a few people in Idaho. Idaho the state. Oh, Sorry. I'm this this is fascinating. Sure, let's go with that. You don't think this is neat? Like bones shouldn't do that. Actually, I don't even know if these are bones. I mean, they look like bones. They have all the characteristics of bones. Well, you know what? You want to uh investigate further for us? If you're so in interested in it, you could um what's the word? Dissect it and look at it firsthand. His eyes grow wide. Are you serious? I look at Rowan. Am I serious? As a heart attack. Have fun. Okay. Do you want me to... I'm gonna get more coffee, I think. 
I don't have a lot of experience with dissection, but if you need an extra pair of hands, I'm willing to help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Hopefully I don't have to. Uh... Yeah, I'll help, I'll help with the coffee. Bring me some. Yeah, I'm better at putting holes in things than getting parts out in one piece. Um, okay, Redacted, can you grab those bags and take them into observation room four? Sure, which which direction is that? Uh, out the door and make a left. Got it. They're, they are numbered. And I'll scoop them up and hold them very slightly at arm's length as I like nudge my shoulder through the door. They're, they're just weird and squiggy and... Yep. I actually don't think that I have ever handled them. So actually like touching them, I'm like, oh, it's like solidified slime. Rory, you see one of the med techs come by. He waves and he starts to collect a, a few items from the cabinets and puts them onto a cart with the tray. And you, you see he throws uh, two or three specimen trays on. He's working with a plum and a bit of uh, haste. Well, you look a little too excited. <laughs> yeah, secret squirrel stuff. Ah, uh, do I need to know anything? Uh, no, Doc. I think you. I think you'll be okay. I, I don't. I don't think this is anything you need to deal with. Okay. And I do human just to see what he's thinking. What do you think he's thinking? I don't know because I'm part of me is wondering like, is this about the flesh lumps? But I'm not positive. Sure, go okay. for it. Twenty-four. Yes, it's about the flesh lumps. Okay, so I'll just kind of put that together and like, okay, and just know that it's probably being handled and go back to my work. Yeah, in the meanwhile, you've got a couple more folks come in and you end up doing basic questions for the physical, nothing crazy. One person is recovering from a, a shoulder injury, so you've got to measure, you know, range of motion. So you've got out the protractors and all that kind of stuff because, hey, you also have to prescribe PT as well, or at least the other docs did, did too. Green arrives back in with the cart with a bunch of tools on there. It looks as though that it's a surgical cart of sorts, and he goes about prepping a bit of minor surgery. Looks over. All right, which one do we want to grab? Well, which one uh, looked like it had the most interesting markings on the bones? I say finishing scrubbing up to the elbow. There was one that had a Sanskrit letter. Where the outside side of it was the Sanskrit? Yes, the letter itself is Sanskrit. That's inside the fleshy lump bundle. Oh, that seems appropriate for uh, our location. Let's go with that one. He takes a razor blade and scalpel and opens up the vacuum-sealed package. The smell. Oh, the smell. The smell is going to require constitution roll. Yeah, I figured. Let's see how he does. 45 out of 50. He rolled a 45 out of 50. So nice. You are twins. Apparently. It's a bit rough. You swallow a bit hard and your mouth waters a tiny bit from the, the horrible stench. And he pulls it out and it kind of wiggles. It retains its shape, even though it wiggles. The tensile strength of the skin is still there. It's still a little springy. When it hits oxygen, the color went from a healthy, light white flesh tone to a gray. And you see blue veins come to the 
skin, the top layer of the skin, and become visible. Green looks at you. What is this thing? Honestly, I don't know. Is this really... Is this like top secret stuff? Look at him and just with the most deadpan expression, do the the lip sealed, turn the key at the end and flip the key off in a different direction. Okay. Now, got a question for you, Rowan. I don't recall. Do you have surgery as a skill? I do not. Excellent. I don't even have to look. I know I don't have surgery as a skill. <laughs> but mostly I'm I'm there to uh, help be the nurse in the, in the in the surgery sense where I'm handing him different instruments, maybe help pin skin open, remembering my dissection days from uh, high school with the frogs. So I had him roll his surgery and he has a surgery of a 40 and I rolled a 07. So he goes to work in opening up this thing inside because you're kind of looking over his shoulder with this weird, morbid fascination. And as he opens it up, you see that there is a bit of a circulatory system. And off of one of the prongs of the letters or the prongs of the bones, you see that there are ligaments and tendons and muscle groups. So we just want to get down to the bone or do we want to preserve any of this? I think the bone is the most important part at this moment. If we can preserve it, that would be ideal but only if there's a vacuum sealer somewhere on this base. So he's able to cut down into the specimen and gets down to the bone. He pulls aside some of the tissue that's there and underneath you could see there is some writing. He cleans it out a little bit with a tool and brings the light, the brighter light lower. And you can actually see there is lettering on the bone. You can see it's a Brahmi script. I'm going to grab from my notebook and immediately begin copying the symbols. He keeps going and, and exposes more. Do you want me to do you want me to remove the bone? I think I can. There's a way to do it without damaging the bone. I think that might be easiest. He goes to work meticulously cutting and attempting to excise the bone from this uh, sample and specimen. River and Rooster, what are you guys doing? You've got coffee. Sitting there, I look at him. You gonna go in? Go back in? Nope. I'm gonna look around and see if one of the uh, people who works here is is Candy. Okay. In the mess or in the in the medical center? There are some folks here. You see, Booker is kind of triaging and taking some uh, paperwork from people, and you know, ushering people into uh, examination areas. Hey, uh, just. Uh, Wondering, in in the off chance, you know, there was some kind of biohazard somebody had to dispose of real quick, where would we take that? Oh, by, uh, he points at a couple of the bins, and you see there are some biohazard bins. Like, that kind of biohazard, or are we talking, like, mop suit biohazard? Um, you have biohazard suits? We have a few. Well, hopefully it won't come to that, but um, I'm thinking something might need to be incinerated real fast. Oh, we've got a burn pit. Okay. Huh. Where, where, where do I find that? So right now it's it's going at a low low boil. It's we kind of learned we don't put them right in the base anymore. It's on, it's on the other side the security wall. But uh, you can get it into one of the the secure bins. You know we can we could run it out if it's something that needs to be done right away. Okay, that's good to know. Just just checking. 
Nothing to worry about. His eyebrows go up. Oh. Rowan, after some time, he is able to remove the bone from the fleshy lump mass and puts it on the table. With a tool, he begins to clean out the etching. The etching is very sharp. Right angles are near perfect. If you had to venture a guess, this would almost be laser engraved. Jeez. What's this mean? I'm not sure. It's not an alphabet that I'm familiar with. Do we want to open up the next one? Hang on. Let me... I want to start taking pictures of the bone and, like, turn it over and get all sides. Try to get as complete a record of this as I can. Why are you grinning? Give me a forensics roll, Doc. Not Doc. I Give me a forensics a roll. <laughs> Give me a forensic roll there, age FBI agent. That I can do, hopefully. Ooh, 24 out of 30. Excellent. You're able to secure and record a pretty good record of this bone and all of the writings that are on it. Is it just the one bone that's inside of this uh, Sanskrit letter? In this one, there is just the one bone. It has many prongs. It's actually a a letter itself. Like, it is in the shape of a letter. I'm very impressed by Green's ability to get it out so cleanly. Next one? And he looks, what do we do with the flesh? Do we save this? How do we save this? What are we going to do with it? Ooh, all right, hang on. And he puts it into a, uh, this is going to be like a wet specimen. There we go. So, bag for the bone, wet specimen for the flesh. He secures the Sanskrit letter and puts the flesh into a safe container and provides you with a the bone in another bag. Claps his hands and rubs them together like Mr. Miyagi. What's next? All right, let's stick to the ones for the moment that are not Greek or Hebrew. Let's stick to the ones that are a little bit closer to this particular area. So if there's any other Sanskrit letters, let's start there and then work our way out. Because there's there's 10 more of these suckers. You sure you want to go through all of them? Let's see. Let's find out. He reaches for the next one, and with a quick scalpel strike, he opens up the bag. This smell is different than the previous one. It's stronger. Give me another uh, uh, constitution roll there. 47 out of 50. 65. Oh. You see that he's turning a a funny horse shade of green. He's like, excuse me, and he opens up the door. Everyone in the hallway make a constitution save. Damn it. Let me just let me know if I have to, because I'm in yes. the number two down. Agent Rory, go ahead and give oh me a constitution gosh. save. 36 out of 60. 89 out of 60. Six, 69. Nice. Nice. Out of 55. River and Rooster, you're sitting, you're hanging out, and the one of the worst smells you've ever experienced crawls out of the hallway, almost as though that it has legs and an agenda of its own. Its goal is to reach your olfactory senses. River, your stomach flips nearly immediately. The smell is warm and moist. Rooster, this is gross. It's bad. You're doing okay. River, you're not doing so well. 
other folks in the hallway, you see some folks start to gag and look around. And the one person not reacting is Rooster. And they're now looking at Rooster. Excuse me. Ugh. That's not good. Someone kick on the air conditioning. The fan is on. Rory, you hear some people talking outside this general patient area. And almost as though that with two fingers, this mist or smell crawls up the chest and inside your jacket until it reaches each nostril. You're about to say something and you take a deep breath and it is the absolute worst thing you've smelled. It is rotting. It is vile. Those of you that failed need to evacuate your stomachs or will evacuate your stomachs or just be in general pain but need to leave the area. I'll just excuse myself from the patient I'm seeing and just lean over to the trash can. I'm assuming the person I'm examining also didn't react well. Yeah, no, they're not reacting well either. I'll pass them a trash can. I am rushing out the door, pushing aside the people in line. Okay. Some of them are pushing back. Everyone, mostly everyone is making a rush for the door. The fresh air hits you like a two by four across the face. It's also warmer outside here as well. And you're gasping for that sweet, sweet mountain air. And you do smell the burning tires and all the chemical things and everything else from the burn pit not too far away. But it's better than what was inside. After Green left and I had a second to collect myself, I would have realized the door was open and closed it. I actually wanted to go check on what's going on in there now that that happened. You see Green is walking toward the door. He is very pale, opens up the door and, and looks. I wouldn't go in there if I were you, man. Yeah, well, no one ever accused me of being smart and I'll go in. Okay. It hits you again. Ooh, you're still able to hold on to hold on to things. And you see a lumpy flesh lump thing. I need new words for that. Vacuum sealed flesh lump that's no longer vacuum sealed and is now exposed to the oxygen. Rowan, give me a sanity check. 48 out of 61. You see the teeth on it are chittering. I I wouldn't have put my gun on just to walk around in the, in the base. So I have... If there's like a hammer or anything uh, nearby, I would be holding it between me and it and just watching and being like, what you doing, buddy? I walk in. Uh, who are you talking to? You see her holding a stainless steel mallet, like a rubber mallet, but with a stainless steel handle. Are we checking reflexes on someone's knee? Nope. Don't look. Don't look. You hear, it sounds like someone's very cold. The chittering of teeth. Oh, God. Please tell me that's not what I think it is. I'm not looking. Turn around, walk away. Turn around, walk away. Both of you. Um, no. Green's like, oh, it's moving. It's fucking moving. Ah, you're- It's fucking moving! Ah, you're our kind of weird. Cool. Rory, you hear that in the other room. River, you hear that in the other room. You hear that from outside. Okay, I'm not looking at it, but I am going to walk 
around so that I have an aim if I wanted to be an eyeline of it, but I'm specifically not going to look at it. Green gets down real close to it and prods it with a surgical tool. If it bites your nose, you have no one to blame but yourself. Once I hear that that yelling, if I can control my stomach well enough to not actively vomit, I will run back in, grab that biohazard bag, head toward the door, open it, shove it in, and yell, throw it in here. Wait, no, no, it has, it's just, it's, and he's poking it, and he looks at you. Do you see this? Burn it, burn it. As soon as I'm done with whoever I'm currently examining, I'd like to kind of pause before I start the next person and go in and check on them. Rory, you come in and Green looks up at you. It's got, like, orthontia, or orthodon. It has teeth, Doc. No mouth, though. Interesting. And I'll just kind of look over at Rowan just to get a gauge on if, like, is this everything okay? Just going to get a read on her. I think things are under control for the moment, although if I hear River screaming about burn it one more time, I'm going to barricade the door. For the record, I wasn't the one yelling that for once. I said River. I know. Just just want to get yes. this down. Okay, I'm, I'm over here. Should we have, like... We're not going to burn you, buddy. Are you cold? And he reaches out and pets it. All right, I'm going to kind of step up. Piece of advice, just don't touch something if you don't know what it what it is. There could be who knows what on there. Are you wearing gloves, right? Yes. Okay, good. That's at least that. It's got teeth. Yeah, and it has bones and a muscular system. I wanted to I wanted to palpate it. You can actually feel it's kind of got a little bit of a I think that I think I think there's a pulse, Doc. Can you check to see if there's a pulse here with this thing? Sure, and then and these are the things from Idaho, right? Looking at that Rowan. Yeah. Interesting. Uh and I'll I guess do a quick over it. It has a very faint double pulse. Very quick. And it moves. It has it doesn't actually have locomotion. Like is like a consistent pulse or just two beats and that's it? No, no, no. It's a consistent pulse. Like dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. But much faster. Like 160, 180 per minute. Oh wow. It's faint. It's not like super strong. So that's cool and all, but um, pretty sure you have to end that part if you're going to get that bone, right? We maybe we should maybe we should start doing that kind of thing. Here's what I think we should do. I think I think we need to find out more about this. If it is, if it is related to what's happening with the scientist that came back, imaging, but I think that this might have to be something that you, looking at green. Maybe looks into for us when you have time and we can come check in on you later. Okay. Um, how do I dispatch this thing you mainly? I'm not entirely sure that you are going to be able to, but I'll grab the bone that's in the bag and show it to Rory. This is related somehow because these markings are on all of the bones. Interesting. I hold up my pistol. No. Okay. Yeah, no. I put it away. Green is whispering to it, don't worry, it'll be okay. Okay, do do we need to get you a goldfish? Uh, no. So that you can take care of something that isn't a glob of whatever that is? Rooster, how about you take up a position outside of the door and keep an eye on things? We will yell if you if we need something shot or dispatched in here. 
Yeah, I don't think we need anyone else stumbling in here. Okay, I can do that. Thank you. Where's River? Last we heard, he threw a bag in and was yelling, burn it, burn it. Yeah, it wasn't coming into the room. Okay, so you're still standing outside then. Mm. Rooster, you see River standing outside the door. I'll close the door behind me, stand there, look at him. So, how does it feel to officially be the trigger-happy one now? Frustrating. I mean, unless you're worried about it being Idaho, I could get you some lotion. I'm more worried about it being Montana. No, I was talking about the frustrating part, but okay, yeah. No, I'm not pleased with it, but... I thought we were just going to x-ray them. I was with you, remember? I didn't make the decision. Right. I say, looking at, at Green, the plan is to dissect it. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm going to give him like a few pointers, just like tips that I might have might be more familiar with than him, and then go back to my exam so we can get them done and get moving. He makes an incision takes a few moments as Rory's leaving. Doc, I think we can call it. He's, I don't have a pulse anymore. Okay, so whatever it is, it doesn't survive long. So he goes to work in extracting the bone. And I assist as much as I can. This one comes out nearly as clean as the last. He has a little bit more of a struggle at some points because it's a little bit more complicated. On it, you see that there is a string of numbers. Oh, that's different. Does it look long enough to be a set of coordinates? You're not sure because they wrap around the pieces of the bone and they're only a very, and it's a very small font. I'll take the, the bone and like hold it up under the light, turning it this way and that, and try to get pictures of the numbers and write it down in my notebook just to see what kind of a sequence this might be. You copy out the sequence and nothing really jumps out at you. Let me see here. Give me a science roll. I don't have science. Oh, give me an intelligence roll. That I can do. Uh, <laughs> 33 out of 70. Excellent. You do recognize a couple of the sequences fall into the golden ratio. Interesting. Uh, and I'll murmur in amazement under my breath at that. It's the golden ratio. Or at least part of it. Green looks over at you. I think that is, what, 34, 28, 36? What? Nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll explain what what I know of what I'm seeing. Just be like, that's interesting. Yeah. Shall we see what the other ones have? You gonna throw up again? I hope not. Well, let's find out. Let's get this thing put into the wet specimen and the bone into the thing. Yeah, let's let's see what we can do. And you guys go to work. Are you going to do all 11 of them? Honestly, at this point, yeah. As long as we don't get interrupted, basically. But yes, that would be the plan. Hey, Rooster, you think they're going to do all of them? I don't know, but I figure we're going to find out by smell one way or the other. Oh. You think Glasses is going to be able to keep him from taking one as a pet? One way or the other, yeah. I think I need to go get something to settle my stomach, though. Yeah, I'll stay here. You want coffee? I've only had four today so far. What time is it? 10.30 a.m. 
Yeah, I'm due for another one. At noon, Rory, you are finished with all of the physicals. And serendipitously, almost as though that the GM has this plan and movement of plot, Green and Rowan finish with the last of the samples. How about that? Rowan, each of the bones has lettering on them. Two more, so three of them, have numbers as well. Most of the tissue samples were saved in fancy Tupperware-style containers with a preserving liquid, and the bones have been placed into clear medical Ziploc-style bags. Green has asked a bunch of questions that you couldn't answer, but he is fascinated. I'm making a mental note that he's someone who's probably going to need to be read in as a friendly at some point because he's seen he's seen some of the weirder shit now at this point and seemed to be absolutely delighted by it. Uh, I actually am going to make a note that he's a friendly who might get upgraded to a recruit. Ooh, okay. He looked this in the in the face, threw up, came back even even more interested than before. That's the kind of person I want in Delta Green. <laughs> Reminds me of Andrew. Excellent. So I need to tell you, he rolled a double zero in his sanity roll when it started to move, and he went to the fascination aspect of it. Yep, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm making that mental note for later, because right now is not the time for that, but it's along the lines of, so when we finish with all of it, and I have my collection of bones in in the bag, I'm going to look at him very seriously and be like, Jake... I need you to not talk to other people about this. My team, the guys who all came running in here, they're fine. But anyone else is probably a bad idea. They might get real weirded out by it. Yeah. I have a serious question, though. Okay. Why did you bring these things all the way from Idaho to Afghanistan? Because we had heard about these sorts of letters turning up on other bones and didn't have time to look into it before we came. Perfectly valid. And we happen to have some time because... uh, Oh, shit. That wasn't bone deterioration on the scientist. Probably not. What was it, do you think? He looks over. Might have been been like this. Oh, oh, wait. His eyes squint real, real tight, and he's looking at the bag of bones and looks up at you. I... I, I consider very carefully if you want the answer to whatever you're about to ask. I would like to point out, I probably would have come in and checked on them as soon as I was done. Okay. Rory, you open up the door. Green kind of squints and looks at you, looks at Rowan, looks at the bones, looks at you, looks at Rowan, looks at the bones. Um, I don't... Words. Yeah, no. What? Are you all right, Jake? Um, how about we go outside and get you some fresh air? My brain hurts. I'm sure it does. Can I do a psychotherapy check on him real quick? Yes. Oh, that is a fail. 75 out of 60. Okay. You can tell he's he's a bit overwhelmed at this moment. Yeah, I think I'll kind of to Rowan. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And we'll just you take him outside and I'll pack this all up. Okay. I'll keep it secure. Yes, thank you. And I'll like gently put an arm around Jake's shoulders and guide him out past Rooster, past River, toward the door so we can go out and get some air. 
As she walks by, I'm going to kind of cock my head and question, like, am I coming with you? Is he okay? I'll glance at him and with my free hand kind of reach behind me and do the seesaw gesture of, eh, maybe come and keep an eye. I will um, wait for them to be maybe 10, 15 paces away and start happening to be going that same direction. I'm just going to follow them right out. When you get about 10 paces or so, he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a vape, and takes a strong, like a deep hit, and then blows the vapor up into the air. So, okay. I think I've got words now. Okay. That doctor got hurt, came here, with the same exact thing that's on those bones. But you brought those bones from Idaho. Were they from Idaho? We don't know where they were from. That's where we obtained them. Okay, so that doesn't answer the fucking question that's in my brain. Not bl- and, 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 I'm not blaming you. Oh, no, okay. that's fine. Well, look. What, what's your question? What's going on? They did start moving, right? One of them did. Yeah. One of them started kind of chittering. And you said I had a double heartbeat. Yeah. A double heartbeat. Interesting. You mean like... Rhythm-wise, it was very fast. Uh, we'll talk later. Mm. But also, you don't need much in the way of heart tissue to get a heartbeat. Yeah, so it was alive, but it was, but it came back. So I mean, it wasn't dead originally. Did we resuscitate? Did we, we did? Did it revivify? Fresh out of diamonds, I'm afraid. Sorry, D and D joke. Oh, nerd. And he smiles. I just laugh and like, what was your first clue? Oh, I, I, he takes another drag off of his vape. Look, Jake, um, my team and I work on things that are weird with a capital W. Okay. And if you don't want to get drug in too deep, now's the time to stop asking questions. Oh, that's not fair. I've answered as much as I can. More than I probably should have, but you know, you were you were there with me, helping this out, helping me out with this. You think you want to know the answers, but you really don't. Look, I'm. Yeah, this is weird, but you know, I'll be okay. I'll be all right. I think. I th- I, th- I think. All right. You should probably get some food to soften the effects of that vape on your stomach, and some water, because I know I'm fair parched. Sounds good. Fuck, Ellis isn't here anymore. Shit. What does... All right. Wait, wait. What does Ellis have to do with this? You know, the mouthwash. Uh... Bingo, I really could use a shot right now. And I don't mean like a gunshot, but a shot. That's not allowed in this country. No, it is completely not allowed. Fuck. Oh, well. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I'll... Um, I'm gonna go get something to eat. Get something to eat, get some water, walk around, get some fresh air. Sound good. No, clap him on the back. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah. I would like to pack these up fairly securely and maybe lock them somewhere. There are some secured cabinets and specimen cabinets. Um, There are some that are cold as well. I would, yeah. I think I'd like to lock them in there and hold on to the key and hand it to green before we go. But for now, I'll hold on to it. And then I'll go join the rest of the crew 
probably grab some lunch and then find out when we're heading out. I want to watch Green for a little bit and kind of just make sure he doesn't go running to tell everybody what just happened and what he just saw. You see he's walking across the camp and, you know, kicking rocks occasionally. His head is down. His movement is pretty lively. He doesn't run off anywhere. He's heading toward the the mess, toward the, the commissary cafeteria area. Takes another hit of his vape halfway across. Looks up at the sky. He looks like he's someone that's in thought. While he's thinking, I'm going to come up to him and just kind of put a hand on his shoulder. Oh, shit. Yeah, hi. Hey, that stuff will kill you, you know. What stuff? The vape shit. If you're going to do it, just smoke cigarettes. At least you know what's in it. Oh. Oh, all right. I thought you were talking about the things back there were going to kill me. Fuck, man. Um, there wasn't anything back there, remember? Right. 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 You know, you should really... You should really talk to the doc about that gas problem you have. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Look, I'm the one who's uh, subtle like a brick to the face, so I'm just going to say this real quick. Shit, you're so subtle you pronounce the B. It's funnier when you explain it. Yeah, exactly. Look, if you ask questions, then you're probably going to get sucked in deeper. If you start telling people, then you're probably going to have to get silenced. That's not a threat. That's a warning. Just think about who you talk to and what you say and what you ask before you do. Honestly, you would be best off if you forget today happened. How how can you forget this shit? Um, mouthwash. There's not enough mouthwash here to, to wipe this one away. Yeah, I can't help you with that. All I can do is give you my advice, which is even if you don't forget it, just don't talk about it or ask. Believe me, your life will be better. Noted. Good chat. Yeah. Rowan, River, and Rory, you see... Brian coming out of one of the buildings, the recreation hall, and Gina Graham also with him as well. They're talking, they both look over at you, and Bryant waves. He would be your ride. All right, I'll wave back and then gesture them over. Afternoon. Hey, did you guys want to head out to the village? Yeah, we're probably going to want to aim that direction uh, after lunch. We've done what we are, we've done what we can do here, and I think it's time to get a move on. Well, I'll go get the vehicle prepped. There's going to be, all right, there's four of you, me, and mm, we can fit the five of us into the, into the vehicle. Well, we could fit all six, but it'll be really tight. Don't we have that interpreter too? Yeah. Oh, shh. Okay. Because I don't speak the language, and I think that if a redacted does, he only speaks a little bit. Mostly the swear words. All right, so we're going to need two vehicles. Hey, Gina, how do you feel about driving? Fine. If you don't want to, I I can. I can follow. She winks. 
I don't think you've got rating on this vehicle. I bet Rooster does. All right, we'll uh, we'll go get the vehicles ready. Bryant points at Rowan. Go check out with Zuck to see if there is any activity on the road or enemy any enemies or anything along those uh, uh, along the way. All right, I can do that. What time should we meet you? Oh, we'll pull up here. Okay. All right. You got a couple minutes. So, gentlemen, if you want to start gathering uh, the equipment and touch base with Rooster, since he has most of the equipment, time to start packing down. And I will go and check in with Zuck about any weirdness on the road. I'll tell Rooster and have him go make sure the equipment's ready to go. I've got pretty much everything I need already. I'll grab my gear. I will say that that after checking in with Zuck, Rowan wants to go and make sure that all of her body armor is on and in place and that the head wrap is secure around her very blonde hair. Gather your things and you see that there are two large tactical vehicles that come out. They are fancy. They're kind of high up for you to climb into and they look armored. They look like beasts. There is a large 50 cal gun on top and Brian comes out. Welcome to the Oshkosh LATV. This uh, light combat tactical all-terrain vehicle will be our chariot, if you will, across the lands of the uh, Afghan mountains. We will be seeing many sites today. I'm going to ask that you keep your hands and all body parts within the vehicle. That's our goal here. We don't want any bits flying out, but appreciate the views. If you want to stop for a picture, we might be able to do so. Um, also, don't go poking anything along the roadside, as that might be bad. Is that understood by everyone? All right, good. Everybody get in the fucking truck. Sounds good. Let's do this. Did I hear anything from Zuck about any weirdness out on the roads? Zuck said there was nothing in the on the roads. Fantastic. Then let's get loaded up. Let's get a move on. With there being two vehicles, who goes into the vehicle that's leading, which is Bryant's vehicle? I'll hop in the first vehicle since I'm... Somewhat from I'm out of the me and Rooster, I was the most recently here. I'll go in the front with Brian. You also see that Harding is there as well. Harding uh, is sitting in the back. He looks up at the pivot point, the hard point there for the 50 cal. I'll be manning this if we need it. Welcome along. Thank you. Who else is jumping into Brian's vehicle? We've got room for one more. I'll look at Rowan and, and see what Leechy gives. As much as I don't want to put Rory and Rowan into the same vehicle, I think that she would want to be up front to see where where we're going and what's coming. So I think she's up in the front vehicle as well. Rooster would really want to be in the front because the whole driving in enemy territory with potential things on the side of the road... But if there's no room there, he'll go towards the back and just be very twitchy. Graham sees you uh, about to get in. She looks over. Are you qualified on the 50 cal? Handler, I'm pretty sure, right? That's heavy weapons, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of look at her and climb up into the turret. We don't need you up there now. Come on down. Sit in the air conditioning. We're not air conditioning the outside here. She smiles and winks. Yeah, but you want me to get a feel of how the turret moves, so I'm comfortable with it, right? Sounds good. You see, sitting uh, also in the back, you see a young Afghan man. He looks at you, nods. Uh, you're 
you're redacted? That's what it says on my driver's license. Okay. Um, I was told to give you this, and that you would understand. And he hands you a green crayon. And he smiles. I look at him, look at the crayon, and take a bite. River, you see your friend nomming on a green crayon as you get into the enact the front of the vehicle. Oh, I see the army's found you out. He called you army, and he's supposed to be your friend. Eh, it's okay. I built a shed for his daughter. He doesn't know the kind of stuff I hid in there. Oh, ha <laughs> I am Yassim. Hi, Yassim. I'm redacted. How nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm excited to uh, to head out and show you some of our countryside. They treating you right at camp? Uh, fucked up? Eh, for the most part, they're doing okay. I'm able to uh, to care of myself and my friends and my family, and it's not so bad. That's good. You you have a daughter too? Yes, I do have a daughter. I have a 15 year old daughter that wants to go to Stanford. It's a a university in in California. Yes, yes. Uh, I live in California. Well, if if uh, she goes there, uh, I, I can give you my uh, my information. She, we can help keep an eye on her. He smiles a very big grin ear to ear. I would like that. Excellent. Well, welcome, welcome to Afghanistan. And uh, I think we're going to be heading off soon, so make sure you buckle up. Graham's like, yep, that's right. Buckle up, everybody. There are no seatbelts. Sorry, where are the seatbelts? <laughs> the vehicles start with a rumble, and their diesel engines are not very loud, but they're loud enough for, for it to drown out that comment. And the vehicles head out the western gate. Rowan, as you're watching, you see three ravens fly from the top of the gate and head directly west. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 4 is based on the scenario Kali Gotti, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, D.B., Eli the Kraut, and the entity known as George... If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you could reach out to Agent Harker through our contact form on this site. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. 
If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Our intro and outro music this season is Three Ravens by Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander. You can find more amazing music by them at www.edrandazzomusic.com and www.brettalexanderonline.com. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be their next meal.